Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of ARWP, the All Real Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Eric Novak, and today we have a special guest. If you haven't heard of him, you will today. He is the yoga monster, Mike Seidel. Hello. <laughs> Mike, tell me how you and wrestling came to be. Tell me the first time you heard of wrestling and been in the ring. Oh, you know, um, when I was a kid, I watched it quite a bit uh, when when, uh, when I could. And uh, did backyard wrestling. So that was a big part of my life. And um, then eventually I thought I should probably start training and be a pro wrestler. Long story short. <laughs> and uh, first match was in uh, 2007. All right. Can you tell me, you know, the feelings when you had your first match? Like... How did you feel before the match, after the match, and even during the match? I mean, I was pretty relieved. I had been working towards that for a long time, and there were a lot of stumbling blocks, and uh, I was just really happy to have finally got it done. All right. All right. Tell me, you know, the biggest card you ever worked and then the smallest card you ever worked. Uh, biggest, probably, you know, Dragon Gate has their big show in uh, in Kobe, Japan, every year. Uh, which draws about 12,000. So that, that was a pretty big show for me to wrestle on. Um, you know, Monday Night Raw, I did a match recently, although I don't, I, I really doubt that I had 12,000. Uh, yes, it was probably the Dragon Gate Kobe World Card back, uh, maybe back in uh, 2015 or 2016. Uh, smallest, <laughs> got a lot of those. I think I, I did uh, back in. Um, 20 i want to say i want to say 2014 uh in trend missouri there were uh, four paid fans but uh dude you know, the promoter paid me so nowhere else i was happy to work hard all right all right tell me your goal for 2020 you know we've seen you everywhere we've seen you in impact we've seen you in raw 205 dragon gate tell me where you feel like you know you want your career to, to go next, your next journey? It's a funny question, man, just because such a we're in such a bizarre time right now. Uh, 2020, I don't... God, I would hope nobody tries to uh, run any wrestling events, unless they're, um, what do you call it, like an empty house event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, although it's it's got to be surreal to... Oh, you know, when I, when I there at least there were four fans. I've never wrestled in front of zero. So uh, that, that would be uh, that would be a new experience. I would, you know I'd, I'd be open to it, but um, I'll tell you, man. Uh, I've been been working a lot for this company called Lucha Libre Laughs in Denver, Colorado, and uh, it's become really important to me. And so, it, if anything, I would like to just contrib- continue to be able to contribute to that as much as I can. Tell us a little more about it. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's something really special and I think unique in in the world of wrestling. So uh, it's it's got you know, so you, you notice it's got a interesting name to the company Lucha Libre and Laughs. So what it's actually a, a show that has both comedians and wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So like the excuse me, uh, the show will start out and it has a uh, um, like a, a host and then well there there will be a comedian to warm up the crowd and uh, then there will be a wrestling match. Then another comedian, another wrestling match. They have five of each. 
uh, for each show. Mm-hmm. It's run at this really cool venue in downtown Denver called uh, the Oriental Theater. Seats about 600. We sell out every time. It's uh, a really cool experience. So one of the interesting things also is that uh, you know, just in addition to being different than all the other wrestling shows is the uh, the type of crowd that it draws is just a little bit different. And I love all the crowds that I work in front of. Uh, it just happens to be a little bit different of a crowd because it's not just wrestling fans. It's people who just want to be entertained. So, and it's, uh, it's more of like a, a party atmosphere than, mm. a, than a sports atmosphere. All right. All right. Tell me more about the Lucha Libre. Is it Luchadors? Do you wear a mask? What's the Lucha Libre of it? Uh, you know, when, when the company started uh, seven years ago, they were trying to do like more luchador mask guys, but uh, at this point, the, the lucha libre is uh, more symbolic than literal. Mm-hmm. So we've we've got wrestlers of every type, including some masked wrestlers, uh, but also you know I don't I don't do a mask character there or anything. I just come in and do my yoga and wrestling. <laughs> All right, tell me more about the yoga. What what idea did you have to put yoga and wrestling together? Because in my biggest experience interviewing wrestlers, I've heard a lot about stress. I've heard a lot about anxiety. Tell me how that affects you since you do yoga. Because I heard yoga clears a lot of that up mentally. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a couple questions there. So, yeah, um, I mean, I've been doing yoga longer than I've been wrestling. And uh, it was so eventually it was just kind of a, I was already kind of incorporating it into my wrestling matches, but I wasn't like. I wasn't turning that part of my, I wasn't dialing that volume up on my uh, wrestling character. So uh, eventually I just, I was doing so much yoga. I figured I might as well just amplify that part and, and see how that connects with people. And um, it's really helped me make a, a, a better connection with the fans, I think. So uh, that, that's been really helpful. And yeah, you know, in addition to helping me connect with fans and um, advancing my career, the yoga separately from wrestling is also a really positive force in my life you know it um so yoga literally translated means unity uh the unity of the the mind and body the the body and breath so you can use your mind to control your breath mm-hmm. and in controlling your breath you're able to go deeper into postures so then using your breath you're able to control your body and then when your body feels better your mind is more at ease so it's this kind of it's this really cool circle that really does help uh, eliminate stress uh, physically and mentally and emotionally. All right. How does it work with injuries? Like actual, like during the match, let's have a painful injury during the match. Because a lot of wrestlers have that experience. How, what would you do in that scenario? Do you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, how would you take that pain? I mean, I've, I've definitely been injured in, in matches before. Uh, a few years back, I uh, hurt my MCL in a match. And... I just went ahead and finished the match. I I don't know how. You know, I think there is something to be said for the... Uh, I hear people talk about uh, the adrenaline is kicking in, and it, it really is when you're in the ring. Uh, usually what happens when I get hurt, like, I'll feel something, but the, the adrenaline... And when I say the adrenaline, I don't mean, like, a mad rush, like... Uh, I just... It's it's just, like, it's, it's a natural chemical that occurs in your body, um, especially under... Uh, more stressful situations or um, um, in, in situations of high importance. And, of course, wrestling is always important to me. So uh, usually what happens is uh, on a, like the occasions where I've been hurt and or injured in the ring, I'll, 
I'll, I'll feel something and I'll think, oh man, that's going to hurt later. <laughs> <laughs> but then I just keep resting. That one where I hurt my knee, man, uh, I, st- I still did like five more moonsaults in that match. I don't know how. Because after, I mean, after I cooled down in the locker room, I could barely walk. All right. But I still finished the match. As long as the match was over and no one really suspe- suspected any injury, I think I think you made it clear. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, I got a job. Yeah, that was uh, with uh, I was wrestling Orange Cassidy at uh, at Lucha Libre last night. Oh wow! All right, all right. Uh, you have to send me the information for Lucha, Li- Lucha Libre last. I have to put it in the link, and I wanna. I also want to look at it for myself. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thanks. <laughs> Tell me more about your raw experience and your two hundred five live experience. Because again, WWE is a different. Uh, I want to say area than any other wrestling place because just the high crowd people in the back really suited if you get what i'm saying well how would you sure, man. i mean yeah it's a it's a different atmosphere for sure uh it's just different i wouldn't say it's necessarily better or worse it's just it's different and um i'm uh by by no means a uh, uh under any kind of contract with wwe but when they come through town the last couple of years they've been calling me mm-hmm. and on a couple of those a few of those occasions uh, a spot has opened up in a match and so they've they they like me enough to to put me in that match put me on tv so you know i'm real grateful for that uh, yeah the, the 205 live stuff was really cool that that happens to be my favorite uh my favorite wrestling show so i was really happy about that and uh of course you know monday night raw is a big deal i mean that's that's the show that's the show to be on so it's just kind of uh, I go and and they they call they, they usually call uh, a handful of uh, people from the area when they come through. Um, they've been calling me pretty consistently. It's it, um, it, it's humbling and uh, and and pretty cool for me. So I show up and just kind of hang around. You know, you I report in and just kind of hang around. And then uh, on the occasions where something has opened up, then they said. Go ahead, and we're going to use Mike. So <laughs> I've been very, very happy about that. All right. Well, that's great. That's great that the WWE is reaching out to you, and it's great that you get to go there, you know, whenever they're in town. Speaking of, you know, contracts, Norris has to be in a contract. I prefer they don't. I love the independent scene. But have you, you know, been interested in a specific contract that may or may not have come to you recently? Like, has there been anything that, you know, maybe uh, Ring of Honor, New Japan, you know, Noah, uh, anything you know in the in the area that you can sign up and be an actual uh, in the roster? Yes, yeah, so I did work for Ring of Honor for a few years actually, and uh, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I just never had a contract with them, mm-hmm. and um, I was actually you know my career was advancing. I, I was getting to the point where uh, I was finally getting a. a I got a, a couple of wins on TV for them, and that was really cool for me. So I actually I trained at the Ring of Honor Dojo for uh, for several years, and, and that was really helpful. So that's one of those things too. Like so, um, I was just kind of always around. So when something was open, sometimes they would uh, throw me in a match, and I, I would like to think that I lived up to their expectations and that they continued to use me. And uh, I was getting to the point where they were actually booking me in advance. That was really cool, and uh, and then I ended up uh, getting a deal with Drake. Dragon Gate in Japan, so I just I went and started with Dragon Gate and kind of uh, you know I can't say I left a Ring of Honor on on any uh, um, negative terms. It just that's um, that's kind of uh, I, I feel like when I started wrestling in Japan, my kind of my Ring of Honor chapter uh, was was closed, 
and I'm not saying it's closed forever, but uh, that's just not kind of um, that's not where I'm shooting for anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, you know, it's just in terms of contracts, there there have been uh, yeah, I've had a, a couple um, discussions. I did sign a, a deal with a, a company that came through Kansas City. It was a, a startup company. Man, Eric, I don't know if you saw there was a, a recent. Um, uh, there's that Vice show, The Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, And yeah. there's a recent one on that. I forget the dude's name. He started a UWF. And I just couldn't help but thinking about all these parallels. This dude came in with a ton of money and a lot of big ideas and wanted to start this company. And it fizzled out almost as soon as it began. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened with this guy in Kansas City. So this dude has a ton of money. And he's uh, he's in Kansas City. And he's, I mean, he's got millions of dollars. And he says, I want to start a wrestling company. So, um, we actually, you know, he, you could get a, a full-time deal and, and wrestle for a full-time. It was very cool. Uh, you could also wrestle for him part-time and then have your freedom. So mm-hmm. I was actually offered a, a full-time contract at first. It just didn't really seem like my, it, it didn't seem like it was in my best interest. So I ended up doing a part-time deal with him, um, which worked out great for, for both sides. And, uh, and then, you know, un- unfortunately, uh, about, uh, about 16 months after it started, it shut down. So it was, you, you know, the, the guy's heart was in the right place. He was just, uh, uh, he was just a complete idiot about wrestling. Yeah, not everyone can uh, start a company and, you know, reach to high stardom. You know, that goes back to the whole AEW thing. Um, tell me tell me about AEW for, for a minute. Have you considered doing anything for that since it is brand new, since it is, you know, coming together, looking for, you know, future stars? Well, have you considered anything for AEW? Sure, and it um, kind of had a similar thing with AEW as I did with WWE, where they they swung through town and they called me, mm-hmm. and uh, so I showed up, and there weren't any matches available, and that was cool. Uh, I did end up in the ring for a, a segment where uh, Chris Jericho was doing a weigh in with um, you know, with John Moxley, and I was just they just wanted me to stand around. So I was just standing around, and then suddenly Chris Jericho booted me in the gut and tossed me out of the ring. You know, let's talk about your brother for a minute. I had uh, Matt Seidel a couple of weeks ago, and um, he said his best tag partner was you. I, you've done a lot of tag team action in, you know, Raw, 205. Tell me what you want to go for the future. Is it tag action or is it singles action? Uh, well, yeah. yeah I, I tell you, man. I kind of, um, I kind of just ride the wave and see where it takes me, you know. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if the wave ended up taking me to a tag team, and then I would just, I would, I would ride that one and, and see where that path took me. And if it takes me on more of a, a singles path, then that's cool too. I tell you this, uh, this company that I was telling you about, Lucha Libre and Laughs. Actually, that's the uh, the poster you can see behind me. Um, that's a poster for I wrestled uh, on a team with Matt mm-hmm. at uh, at one of those Lucha Libre and Laugh shows against this, these really talented, really smart guys. Uh, the one percent. It's uh, Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. They also happen to be hilarious dudes, and they are like they are swole, man. So uh, <laughs> it was a really really fun match. All right. So singles tag. It's all it's all good, man. Mm-hmm. Look, singles tag. In my opinion, I think tag team action is a lot more difficult and it's a lot less you know being shined upon more than singles when everyone thinks of you know big wrestling events 
Think of singles action and I really don't look at the tag team portion of it. That's why, you know, it's important to spread tag team action. But, you know, for your gimmick, for, for what you're doing, singles does uh, look like the best part. But like I said, you ride the wave, whatever happens, happens. That's the perfect mentality to walk, you know, life with. Tell me. Thanks, I agree. <laughs> and that is, in addition to wrestling, that's just kind of my um, my attitude for life in general. That's perfect. That's the same thing with me. I always believe everything happens for a reason. Tell me about AEW for, I, I feel like before I cut off, we talked about AEW. What were you saying about towards AEW? Oh, so yeah, with, uh, with AEW, um, I kind of had the same situation with, with WWE where they, uh, they know me and they, um, they don't hate my work. So, uh, when they, they came through town, they gave me a call and uh, I showed up and there weren't any, uh, there weren't any spots open for matches mm -hmm. that day. And, and, you know, that's, that's totally cool with me. Um, but uh, they did need some people to hang around in the ring during a weigh-in between Chris Jericho and John Moxley. So I stood in the ring and tried to look official <laughs> during the weigh-in. And then uh, to my surprise, Chris Jericho booted me in the gut, big boot, and then just tossed me out of the ring. <laughs> so that was... That's been my uh, entire AEW career right there. Standing around in the ring and then getting thrown out by Chris Jericho. Everyone uh, gets an amazing debut start, you know. Uh, your brother <laughs> fought Shelton Benjamin and he got thrown at Kofi Kingston, you know. There, you know, I don't know which it's one. It's funny that you remember that, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge, huge fan of your brother, Evan Bourne. That was like, one of the biggest inspirations for me when it came to wrestling because there's not a big guys. No one really looked at the cruiserweight level. In fact, then no one really cared about the cruiserweights. He was like one of the cruiserweights that really gave it something. Yeah, you know, and he was a he was a real pioneer for uh, for a lot of the smaller guys, and I think a real inspiration for for a lot of the the new generation as well. I agree. Tell me the strangest place you've ever worked in, because I've heard the craziest answers. What would you think was like the strangest place they ever booked you to work in? I mean, I've you know uh, I've worked outside of a bar in the rain. That was um, a little bit messy. I did a standing moonsault and landed with my knee on the dude's face. Fortunately, he was a friend of mine and very forgiving. <laughs> um, yeah, a guy named uh, Mark Sterling actually played a big part in my career and helped train me. Mm -hmm. um, that might be the weirdest place I've wrestled. Just, it's, it's like, dude, it's raining. Can we just, <laughs> you want to just call this show off? He didn't, so we wrestled. That, that's, a real, that's real wrestling right there. You know... I've heard a lot of things about, like, basic bookings that they don't really think about. Like, yes, weather, you know, you really can't control the weather. But it's like, I heard a lot of places that would, like, book you for a boxing ring instead of a wrestling ring. And then you physically can't do anything in a boxing ring. You can't jump off the ropes, can't do anything like that. Have you ever had a scenario where you were given an opportunity and it was, like, the worst opportunity? Like, you literally couldn't do anything? You know, I will say... Uh one of my first singles matches and, and this was probably in early 2008 uh that guy I just mentioned mark sterling uh we uh we were wrestling in memphis mm -hmm. and the i had never been in the ring before and i was also i mean i was brand new i was real nervous so mark I, you know i forget it was like anyway i i sometimes i do a like I'll hit the ropes in a handspring. So I'm upside down when I hit the ropes and then I back handspring back and I'll hit dude with a, with a back elbow. Well, I tried, I went for the back handspring, but I got almost no spring from the ropes. So I was almost kind of like stuck upside down for half a second. 
and, and then when I went back, I was just totally off balance. I stumbled back. <laughs> I went completely backwards all the way across the ring and fell out backwards through the ropes onto the oh floor. God. And then the crowd, like, noticed that? Like, did the crowd, like, know that was, uh, like, a botch? Or were they, like, oh, it's part of the, part of the thing? Uh, you know, he came out and he picked me up and he body slammed me. So <laughs> it just seemed like part of the match. All right. I mean, that's good. That's good. All right, tell me, you know, a match to, that meant a lot to you, sentimental or just, you know, you put a lot of blood, sweat, energy in that match, and you think everyone should watch it. Because I've seen a lot of your yeah. matches. Yeah, definitely. Um, the the few matches I've had with uh, on the team with with my brother uh, have meant a lot. You know, it was hard. You Matt, uh, by the time I had my first match, Matt was already signed to WWE. So it just, you know, he'd been wrestling for like seven years at that mm -hmm. point. Um, and I had, you know, just me just debut. So it was like, I, I always kind of wondered whether our paths would ever cross. Uh, and, and it took quite a few years, but um, are they, you know, they finally did. I was able to uh, team with him for the first time in 2015 in Japan. We were both doing a, a tour for Dragon Gate. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was really, that was really special. Uh, we wrestled uh, these two guys that are really, really talented, uh, Yamato and Punch Tominaga. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, if, if you are out there are not familiar with Dragon Gate, look it up. They have the wildest, most amazing, most athletic wrestling you've ever seen. And uh, yeah, I was also, uh, it was very cool. You know, the second time that I teamed with, with Matt was in... Um, in Denver, Colorado, mm -hmm. we wrestled uh, on the, for a company called Primos. They were doing a tribute show to a friend of ours who had passed away. So that was really special. And we wrestled uh, another team of brothers, the uh, the King brothers. That was, that was really cool. I'm surprised. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, I uh, wrestled with Matt for a Lucha Libre and last, like I mentioned before. Yeah, those, those all meant a lot to me. So Lucha, Lucha, so Lucha Libre and Laughs, they have a lot of uh, known talent. Orange Cassidy, you, Matt, you know. They're they're picking up town the same way you know. Yeah, Cole Cabana works for them fairly regularly, and uh, yeah, he he. There's a kind of a, a rotating um, uh, a rotating roster of big names that he brings in for the shows, and it's cool that he can do it because the shows perform so like the the shows always sell out, so it it allows him to um it it gives him a little bit of capital to work <laughs> with you know and bring in guys that that uh, others may not be able to afford. Are there like pay-per-views on like fight or like like streaming services? Like, is there any way you can watch it if you're not in the area? Yeah, good question. So he's actually now that now that we're all stuck inside, he's trying to do something to keep people occupied. So the owner of this company, uh, Nick Gosser, he's uh, putting out new matches on his YouTube channel for it's just Lucha Libre and laughs. You look it up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. He's putting out new matches like every week. So like several matches a week, and they're they're hilarious, dude. So the cool thing is, uh, one of the other great things, you know, it's, I mentioned it was alternating comedy and wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. But one of the cool things is they also have in house. They have the comedians doing commentary on the matches <laughs> while the matches are going on. So sometimes, especially you know, every now and then, there's a little bit of a lull in the match. So the the comedians feel it. They like they have experience. They're really good commentators. So they'll make a, a really good joke and um and and keep the crowd into it. So in in addition to watching really cool wrestling, you're also really entertained. It's just a it's a hilarious time. Mm -hmm. One of the, I wish I could. <laughs> so uh, I wrestled uh, Keith Lee and uh, Anaya, two yeah, two really talented guys. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee, you know, now 
he's an NXT champion or North, yeah, North American, American champion. Something really sick. This other guy, Anaya, probably, I mean, a very near future will be an NXT the mm-hmm. WWE guy, I'm sure. So I was wrestling them, and uh, <laughs> I remember one of the, you know, we were just kind of circling up before the match, right? So it's kind of like, what's going to happen? But it's kind of a quiet time. So in, in this time, I, you know, I can hear the commentators, and one of the commentators said, the, you know, the comedians, one of them said, uh, getting in the ring with Keith Lee and Anaya is the biggest mistake Mike Seidel has made since he got those stars tattooed on his back. No, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's uh, hilarious to sit there and have uh, commentators, you know, basically rip jokes on us. It's, it's really cool. Um, yeah, check them out on uh, on YouTube, Lucha Libre and Laughs. I will. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. I'll, put, cool. I'll also put in the link in the bio. Um, hey, thanks, man. Of course, of course. Love to support. Um... This does remind me of something. Have you ever heard of Lucha Vavum? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Lucha Vavum. It kind of okay. reminds me of Lucha Vavum. I think it's very, very similar in ways because it is based on Absolutely. luchadors. They put all wrestlers in masks and they also do the common uh, comedy thing, stuff like that. It's really cool. I like that. I wish there was more of that. So it's really cool that uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs is actually out there. I'm definitely going to check it out. Hey, somebody should steal this guy's idea because <laughs> <laughs> the show's really successful. Everyone should. <laughs> So tell me what you're doing right now at home since, you know, there's no wrestling. How are you keeping yourself busy? How are you, you know, taking care of yourself? Uh, I'm working out a lot. Uh, you know, that, no change from uh, the past, really. I, I'm doing a ton of yoga. Also, not a really big change from the past. Uh, I'm just doing it all inside of my house instead of out. And um, spending a lot of time with my dog, so I'm appreciative of that. And uh, I'm just grateful for, for what I have and I'm happy that uh, I'm happy to be staying healthy and safe. All right, all right. Tell me the first time you've ever held a title in in the wrestling ring. Uh, man, there's this company that I wrestled for in Kansas, like when I first started, uh, and I won the tag team championship. Uh, it's called Whiplash Wrestling. It was just awful. But uh, it was a great place for me to uh, get some practice and get my feet wet. And uh, actually, interesting interesting story. The guy that I won the tag team championships with is now a convicted sex offender. Tristan Smith is his real name, I think. Uh, he wrestled as Logan Ricks. Yeah, can, I think he's, like, in prison right now. All right. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope you were safe during that match. <laughs> hey, well, I wasn't a kid, so yeah. I, I was Ooh. all right. Ooh. All right, all right. Tell me, tell me, you know, your singles run as a, as a champion. Have you... Yeah, man. I t- uh, first, the first singles title was, uh, I think, in 2009, I want to say. Actually, it was probably 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, working for... Uh, There's a really great guy out of St. Louis. His name uh, was... Um, we just called him uh, TNT Kenny G. <laughs> but his name is Kenny Garrett. A really great dude. Unfortunately, passed away a couple years ago. But uh, he gave me a lot of opportunities, and I think he saw a lot of potential in me. And uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was my. It was the, uh, it was the. God, what was that called? And it was the Live Wire Championship. That's what I. That was the belt that I won. How was how was how was the feeling of holding you know singles title? I mean, it was cool. It was very cool. It was you know, I'm, wrestling is just so much fun, and uh, when you have the belt, it means they have to book you at least one more time. So I was happy about that. 
Yeah, uh, and then recently, you know, I had a few singles and tag titles kind of here and there throughout my career. Uh, most recently, I, I was the, uh, the Lucha Libre and Laughs champion for, um, I got like a year and a half or something. That was really, really cool. And, you know, especially because I think so highly of the company, it was a, a big honor for me. Mm. I recently watched a video of you winning a Dragon Gate award. You were like number one wrestler of, I, I, I didn't, I don't remember the exact thing. I watched it a, a while back. I remember you got like a plaque. It was like a it was like a ceremony kind of thing. Can you tell us more about that? That might have just been when they were introducing me. I didn't. I never got a, a title or uh, an award in Dragon Gate. Um, they said Dragon Gate. I remember they were like Dragon Gate uh, wrestler of the or like superstar of the. I, I forgot. I don't know if it was year or like number one. It was like something. It was like you and some other guy. It was kind of like an interview. But he was awarding you. No, you sure you're not thinking about Matt? I promise you, I'm I not. Because because Matt wasn't wearing green and purple, you know, uh, gear. I, I was and tattoos. But, but I do have a funny story about that later. But no, I, it was definitely you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can tell you, you know, um, they they liked me in Dragon Gate, and uh, I worked really hard. So uh, my my Dragon Gate story is. Uh, that was probably the most challenging, probably the most challenging chapter in my career because, um, you know, my my brother was at a, a kind of a higher level when mm-hmm. he got hired by Dragon Gate, so he got a superstar deal where he goes over and he wrestles for them and he wrestles in the main events and um, and that's that's where he was at. Yeah. When uh, when I got my Dragon Gate deal, it was look, we like you, but you need to you need to get on our level, kid. So. Uh, the deal was, if I wanted to work for Dragon Gate, I had to train with their young boys mm. every day, and God, that is brutal. Uh, I, I mean, I can't even words can't begin to describe. I mean, and it's and it's every day. Like my first tour there was eighty eight days, mm-hmm. and of those eighty eight days, uh, eighty two of them we were training. So, and it's just it's it's constant, man. It's constant. Um, so, but they liked me. Uh, so because they liked me, they started putting me in more prominent roles. Mm-hmm. So I like my first tour there, I lost every match. Uh, and then when I went back for my second tour, I won every match. So they really liked me and, um, and, and it, uh, and it showed. So I, I can't remember, I can't recall specifically, it might be the, the Kobe world that you're thinking of. So Kobe world, like I mentioned, that's their biggest, that's kind of like the Dragon Gate WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I was I was uh, very uh, grateful that they thought highly enough of me to to feature me um, on uh, on Kobe World. That was very very cool. So it may have been uh, like a Kobe World thing. All right, all right. Tell me your greatest victory in your opinion, because a lot of wrestlers usually you know bring up a title match, bring up a venue. What in your opinion was like this victory meant a lot to me, like at that moment? Yeah, actually, it would definitely be the. Uh, being featured in Kobe World for Dragon Gate. I mean that that's they have such a high standard of excellence. Uh to be included in their top show is um just it, it was a huge compliment to me. Mm-hmm. Usually man, in general I'd say my biggest victory is that uh I you know I haven't broke my neck in wrestling yet. When, anytime I can uh, walk out of the ring on my own two feet, that's mm-hmm. a, a big victory for me. Yeah, I agree. Tell me about your gear. I'm a big gear fan. I like the gear. Tell me about your gear. How was your gear created? The design, the color idea? 
Uh, so when this uh, this dude came through and started this company, it was called NWL in Kansas City. This millionaire um, and signed everybody the contracts and everything. He uh, he had a costume designer design gear for people. So the designer designed some gear for me. It was like in uh, it was like pink and orange. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm wearing the shirt right now. Here we go, NWL. Fight <laughs> Kansas City, we used to say. So uh, I, I really liked the design. And when I stopped wrestling for NWL, I thought I should distinguish myself somehow and you know just make things a little bit different. So I just came up with a color scheme that was a little bit different, the, um, the neon green and the purple, which I think pops. It so, does, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and uh, there's a, a a gear maker up in in uh, in Iowa. Her name's Corey McDowell. She's really really talented, and she was able to make that gear for me. Man, I got some new stuff coming in too. I, I get all excited. Uh, I got some uh, gold gear being made right now um, by uh, a guy around here, Chris Dangerfield. He's also really talented. But it's like, when am I going to get to use that? <laughs> I'm going to have this gear sitting around for 18 months or something before I can use it. And um, I've also worn this this new gear that I really like. It's this black and red stuff uh, with, like, the Dragon Gate logo on mm-hmm. it. My brother actually made it for me. He makes gear now. He makes these awesome and, knee pads. Yeah. Yeah, if you, uh, if you ever look up Lion's Shield knee pads, like, on uh, on Instagram, he's he does awesome work. Mm-hmm. All right, so tell me more about – because my next question was going to be, like, what's your upcoming designs, what's your upcoming ideas? Tell me more about your goals. What goals do you set yourself after the virus has came and gone and left? What goals do you set yourself concerning the next two years, three years? Yeah, so I definitely want to continue to, to contribute more to, um, to Lucha Libre and laughs. That's really important to me. Uh, I would also like, you know, um, I would like a, a little more time to hopefully wrestle around with my brother. Um, last year, I trained with him for a couple of months. He, he runs a school. He was running the Evolve School mm-hmm. in Florida. I still runs a school down there. Now it's called the Sai Dojo. And uh, I'd like to get down there and train with him some more just because uh, the, he's, you know, he's an absolute fountain of knowledge. And uh, the more I can learn, the better. Really, what I'm trying to do with wrestling, man, is just honor the business and honor the sport. So... Uh, um, it, it's important for me to have uh, diverse learning experiences, learn from different people, but also uh, at the same time, the people uh, that I want to learn from, I want them to be the best in the world. And um, that, that has been my pattern. So uh, I learned, you know, I trained with uh, Mark Sterling here in Kansas City. He was, uh, he was trained by Harley Race. And then um, after that, I actually went and trained with Harley Race, at the Harley Race Dojo. Then I went to the Ring of Honor Dojo. I trained over many years with Delirious. Then I went to the um, Dragon Gate Dojo and trained with the best in the world over there. And then uh, most recently, I went and trained with my brother, Matt. So yeah, I can't say, it's hard to say specifically uh, where my career is going or, or, or what I want to do with it. But um, essentially, like in general, I just want to keep getting better, uh, learning from the best. And um, when opportunities knock, I, I want to be there to, to answer the door. So uh, I, I think that combination of things will, will bring good things to me. All right, all right. Heading down to our final questions because, Roy, you know, we have a short time. Tell me about, you know, you and your brother. Have you ever had a singles one-on-one against each other? Yeah, actually, uh, the only time, only time we've ever wrestled, except outside of the backyard, the only time that we've wrestled <laughs> one-on-one was uh, for uh, Primo's wrestling in Denver. Uh, we wrestled on that tribute show for my, for my buddy uh, Jack Zaylor. 
we uh, we wrestled each other one on one, and then what happened was I mentioned we tagged there as well. So what happened was this tag team came down, these two big dudes, uh, the King Brothers, and they they beat us up before we could finish the match. So then it kind of became a, a tag team match from that. All right, so there so, hasn't officially been a license to one on one between you guys with the proper ending. Yeah, we haven't we haven't uh, had a winner. There hasn't been one fall to a finish yet. So All right, well, we that's got, got a little bit of unfinished business there. <laughs> That's a goal. That's got to be something on your list, though. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Tell me more about Evolve. Like you said, you, you your, your brothers, you know, they run the, the Evolve school at one point. Now it's a side dojo. Tell me about Evolve. Tell me about you and Evolve. Uh, you know, I did, um, before it was Evolve, it was called Dragon Gate USA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to a tryout there back in, like, I went to several tryouts. One was in, like, 2011. And uh, the the promoter liked me enough to to put me on the show that night. And, you know, I was very happy and grateful for that opportunity, of course, and had a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I just uh, maybe good things will come my way in terms of Evolve, and and maybe they won't. I I can't say for sure. Uh, It's an awesome company. What's really cool is that it's a a great place for people to get exposure and get seen, especially for guys that are looking and and girls that are looking to get into uh, um, just to get – more well known, get their name out there. Uh, it's a it's a great stage for those individuals, uh, and it's also a good place to to learn because he has not in addition to these really talented new people, he has some ta- really talented veterans like uh, Ar Fox and uh, like uh, my brother wrestled for game for uh, Evolve last year. Mm-hmm. It's a really good place to wrestle. So like it's cool because like now I'm seeing my brother on the same shows as some of the the guys that I've helped train and bring into the business like uh, like Brene. And um, and Shark Baby Anthony Gutierrez. All right, I've seen you in the Impact Ring. Impact is one of my favorite shows. I've been watching since 2015. Tell me about you know Impact. Tell me about your your situation with Impact. Tell me your first match because I know you were in the Impact Ring. I'm pretty sure I've seen you in Impact uh, matches. Tell me about that experience. Uh, yeah, that was that was really cool. So that was another one of those things where I went to a tryout and. Um, uh, they they didn't hate me, so uh, there there happened a, a spot opened up and and I was hanging around, so they ended up putting me in that spot. Uh, I teamed with uh, with Chris Bay, who's mm-hmm. uh, really really a talented uh, up and comer who wrestled the Rascals. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, that was uh, I believe that was a TV match for Impact, and um, you know I, I, the door certainly isn't closed for me there. I, I, I'm not saying they're um, they're they're begging me to come work for them. <laughs> But um, you know, it's a. I would say we have a positive relationship. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, hearing what you're hearing what you're saying, you know, it's good that you're open everywhere. That you you're not signed yet to a specific company. You get to be everywhere you want to be. What out of all the experiences, and not counting Dragon Gate, because I know you and your brother had an actual bond with Dragon Gate. Tell me the experiences from just WWE, be, you know, Impact, ROH. What was like just the the atmosphere that felt more pure felt less restricted felt more like i if i mess up i won't get my head shoot off you know or i mean i think the place where i had the most creativity is is lucha libre and laughs um in terms of the companies that i've talked about i also work for a company in uh, in kansas city called journey pro Mm -hmm. uh they give us a lot of latitude and uh let us uh, let us um use our own creativity so yeah, those yeah the, those places are, are both um, allow me to be uh, really creative. 
Did I answer your question? I can't. <laughs> it, it did because, you know, my question was just like, which company, you know, did you feel good in? And I mean, I didn't mention that because I didn't know about that company. And you answered that's the one that, you know, the current, your current project you're working in, they're making you more, you know, yourself. You get to do what you want to do, not what writers are telling you to do. Because when you worked in Impact, when you worked in WWE and Ring of Honor, you got written work for yourself. You didn't want sure. it. So it's, it's, it's different. It's a different atmosphere for that point. Tell yeah, me I mean, that's the, you know, the, those, those larger companies are, are corporate mm -hmm. and uh, the smaller companies are independent. So, and that's kind of the pattern that I have noticed is the, the larger companies, they kind of have, um, a little bit more of a, a concrete idea of what they they need from you and, and they will tell you mm -hmm. and uh and that's fine i can do that i mean i can do pretty much whatever they want from me and uh the you know the, the smaller companies the more independent companies tend to um as a uh, as a generalization tend to give give me a little bit more freedom all right my next question is if you got signed with either or company uh, any of the big you know big brand companies and they told you hey we don't like your gimmick Will you leave if they don't accept you for the person that you are? Or will you go with the flow? <clears throat> well, listen, like I said, I mean, I can, I can do anything. I just don't know why you would hire me and then not have me do yoga. Mm -hmm. Since I am the most flexible wrestler uh, currently working today. Um, and... I am awesome at yoga. It would be really weird for them to say, Hey, don't do yoga. But look, if that's what they want and it was the right time in the right place, I'm sure I'd be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll tell you, uh, that, uh, it's also kind of a funny story. So, um, when I did that match on raw, you know, it's a, a tag team match. So we were in St. Louis, which is cool for me. Cause that's, uh, my hometown mm -hmm. originally. And, uh, you know, they, uh, we were wrestling, uh, uh, a partner of mine, um, Kyle Roberts and I were on a tag team versus the Viking Raiders, <laughs> uh, large, scary individuals. And, um, but we were in St. Louis and if you're from St. Louis, you're a Cardinals fan. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. The St. Louis Cardinals. And then by virtue of being a Cardinals fan, you also hate the Chicago Cubs. So what, and this is another, this kind of goes back to what you talked about with mm -hmm. kind of with writers and and gimmicks and everything so uh the this writer had this idea to have us myself my tag partner go out dressed as the chicago cubs so <laughs> i mean okay look it's not a yoga thing but i got to admit it was a great idea and um and it worked everybody as soon as we stepped out as the moment we stepped out they hated us so it definitely got the reaction that they were looking for. And honestly, you know, um, have, if I would have just walked out as myself, I don't think I would have got those that immediate hate <laughs> that I did. So there's certainly um, a reason that the writers come in and, uh, and it worked out for me. And that was a time when I really did not need to do any yoga for the match tour. All right. All right. Tell me, you know, five guys that you haven't wrestled yet. And that you would like to, based on wrestling style, experience? Man, there's so many guys. There's just so many talented wrestlers. Uh, somebody that I haven't wrestled. Well, uh, I tell you, there are anyone on the uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs roster, like like Hunter Gray um, and uh, uh, 
uh, and Bruce Rogers. I think they're both really, really talented. I mean, this, the the Lucha Libre and last roster is stacked. The Journey Pro roster is stacked. I would love to wrestle. Yeah, I'd re- love to wrestle those dudes. Um, I tell you, I've wrestled the Regal Twins before, but I've never teamed with my brother to wrestle the Regal Twins, and I think that would be a <laughs> wicked awesome match. So uh, that's really that's that's the match I'd most like to see. Right. What that was like four? Yeah, should I give you one more? <laughs> I tell you, man, um, I would like to wrestle. There's a, a guy I tag with a lot here in Kansas City uh, for that company, Journey Pro. His name is Luke Langley, and he's, I mean, this is this is one of those guys, especially I feel bad for because it's like, dude's star was on the rise. And not that it's not now, but it's like had to hit the pause button yeah. on that because of this um, pandemic. So uh, I would really love to be able to wrestle him one-on-one because we're so good as a team. I would love to be able to... Uh, to um, see some of that chemistry as opponents. All right, all right. You talked about two hundred five. You talked about you know that was you know your favorite show out of you know everything that the Beatles had to offer. Tell me guys that you that you wanted to have a match with in the in the two hundred five live roster. Uh, so it's kind of cool, man. A lot of the guys that have worked that that work on two hundred five live and and it, um, Raw and SmackDown. I've wrestled before, kind of uh, as we were all kind of on our on our way up. Mm-hmm. I would love to wrestle Brian Kendrick. I think he's, uh, I mean, one of the best in the world for sure. If you're if we're looking at two hundred five, that would be kind of that would be he'd be the top of my list. Mm-hmm. But uh, really, everybody on that show is so talented. I'd love to wrestle. I was, uh, you know, when uh, when I was a uh, when I tagged on that show with um, <clears throat> with Niles Planquet. We uh, we wrestled Lucha House Party, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I tell you, uh, the uh, Samurai Del Sol or um, um, uh, Callisto, he wrestled the Samurai Del Sol before he got to WWE. Now he's Callisto. Yeah. And uh, man, when we were when we were both coming up, we would kind of cross paths every now and then. Especially like when I went through Chicago with Ring of Honor, and we would talk about how cool it would be to wrestle. And we just never, it just never materialized, you know. And then what do you know? You're ten years down the road or whatever. <laughs> I ended up wrestling him on uh, on two hundred five live. That was very cool. Yeah, that's that's one of the coolest things about you know wrestling now. I can't say wrestling then, but wrestling now, uh, you're not just you know sent to WWE or AW or anything like that. You have to start from a school, and then you have to start from you know an independent league, and then get to the main company. You can't be like a like a rock or you know like family known. You know you you can't. Just jump into the big companies. You have to get yourself there, which is the coolest thing because every wrestler knows each other when they first come into any roster. Yeah, I tell you, it is. You know, it's a, it's a wild ride, man. It's a journey. <laughs> what, you know, um, and I can't say I've ever really focused on the destination uh, of necessarily of, of where I want to end up. Mm-hmm. I just kind of enjoy the journey, and the the cool thing is, like, uh, the wrestlers all have our own individual journeys, but they kind of um they interweave from time to time and uh it's very cool like there's some very good people in wrestling which of course Kalisto being one of them Mm -hmm. um but just that's one example of many who yeah maybe i haven't seen in years and then we cross paths down the road and it's almost like it's like running into an old friend it's it's very cool i'll tell you man um it's all about the journey (laughs) all right we are coming to an end uh can you tell me or give the the fans who are listening uh some 
spiritual words of advice, something, you know, to really think about? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we are all suffering to, to some degree right now. Um, it's a, it's a difficult time and depending on who you are, your situation may be, uh, more or less difficult than others. Um, all I can tell you is, uh, hang in there, take each day, day by day, take each moment, moment by moment, uh, appreciate the loved ones that you have and, um, make the most of your ties with family and friends, because in my experience, family and friends are what matter the most. All right. Tell us where everyone can find you on social media. Tell us where we can sure, so, buy your merch. Yeah, uh, uh, Instagram and, and uh, Twitter. I'm at Yoga Salt. That's Y-O-G-A-S-A-U-L-T, which, uh, by the way, is the name of my finishing move. I take a yoga mat up to the top rope. It's all rolled up. I do a backflip moonsault with it. The yoga mat opens up and I land on top of the guy. I call it a yoga salt. So that's my name. I've on... seen that too. It's remarkable. <laughs> Thanks, man. And that's my uh, handle on Twitter and Instagram is uh, yoga salt. And then uh, also look me up on YouTube. Look up yoga salt on YouTube. I um, uploaded a bunch of my matches from uh, the U.S. and from Japan. And I've also got some uh, instructional yoga videos on there. So there's stuff for uh, yoga videos for people of all, all levels, whether you're beginner or very advanced um, there's definitely something for you on there and i and i hope uh and i hope that's a benefit to people mm -hmm. is there any way we could buy merch do you have any merch coming up no man there's no i don't have any merch for you i tell you let's get yoga save, mats come on you, you need save to your money. <laughs> well the thing with it uh, and, and i understand a lot of people um making uh a living off yoga but at, at this point in my life i'm, I'm fortunate enough to to have a um, to be in a position where I can give my yoga away for free. Mm -hmm. So I just want people to uh, en enjoy that at no cost. And hey, if you if you like it, then I'm very happy and I hope you continue to enjoy it. And you, you know, save a few bucks and then I'm sure there's somebody that needs it more than I do. Maybe you can give it to them. All right. All right. Thank you everyone for listening to the ARWP podcast and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, everybody, for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I loved it. I think Mike said that was amazing. I'm going to go watch more of his matches right now. If you haven't done it yet, please like, comment, subscribe, and share with everyone you know. I look forward to seeing you guys next time. And we got big, big guests coming up. The, 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 bright, the road is so, so bright. And I look forward to seeing you guys soon.